This is the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data for July 17th, 2012, Episode 7 of the Spring Season. The tech gods are not with us. Let's do this. In three, two, one. It's time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. The Kita Anime Podcast is brought to you by Anime Expo 2012 coverage. Check out ktdata.com for coverage fresh and new. Hey everybody, welcome to... Dot .net. <laughs> oh, wee! Hey everybody, I am the guy who does not know the URL for his own podcast, or for his own website, KT Data. <laughs> the guy sitting next to me laughing at me. <laughs> it's Dito, guys. Breathe, Dito. Breathe. Breathe. Breathe, buddy. Breathe. And besides, I'm not the one who usually says kita.net. Same yeah. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm the one who usually screws up the URLs. And here is the new person. Yes. Well, I got close. Maybe one day I'll own ktdata.com. Um, Maybe. It just really depends on if that person who owns it ever decides to ask for less than $1,000, which I doubt is ever going to happen. Is, he, does, is it really actually taken? Yeah. Some domain squatter has it. That's why we don't have .com. Now you guys know. I don't really think about that because it's like very unusual. KT, KT data. Yeah, some domain squatter decided, I'm getting... Anyways, so welcome everybody to the Kita Anime Podcast. And Dito, it's like I haven't seen you in a while. We spent two straight weekends with each other and then nothing. That sounded really bad. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Are, are, are you implying something, Dito? I am not implying anything, KT. Nothing at all. I think you're implying something, man. Yeah, if you want to interpret that. Yeah, okay. Anyways, guys, so what happened is, if you guys, again, just like the ad read, check out ktdata.net. We got our Anime Expo coverage up, and I still got day three to push out, so that's probably going to be out by the end of the week, so it's going to be awesome. Um, but if you guys have never watched this podcast before, which could be true because there's a lot of new people coming in because of the Anime Expo stuff, this is kind of like a book club, except anime style and instead of reading we watch our shows so we're lazy yeah and we're actually down to our, our final two episodes of these shows that we've been watching I mean, one of our animes finished up uh, last episode so now we only got Kuroko's basketball and Jorgamond on there so um so be warned there's a lot of spoilers but wait 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 if you're gonna about to turn it off because eh, you can spoil it just head on over to ktdata.net if you're not there right now Look in the show notes. And voila! Links to where you can stream links. these. Yes. Not that link. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait. Wrong game series. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Open the chest. Um, I don't know where my phone is, so I don't have a clip. Um, so, uh, so, but yeah, check those out. And I guess I'm a little rusty since our last episode was our recap. This episode actually is our special summer 
preview episode too because we're gonna start the summer season in two weeks so we'll be talking about possible animes but you know if you guys want to suggest animes like i know there's somebody out there that's like why don't you guys do pokemon best wishes season two just email us at kita at ktdata.net see i got it right that time yes that time but i (laughs) can do this no you can't And our first anime of the night is Kuroko's Basketball, and it's brought to you by Falcon Punch, again. But this time, it's to knock some sense into your friends. So, Dito, come here. Ah! So, uh, so, last one we left off, Saren beats Seho, of course. We get an eagle's eye view of the court and begin the clash of the titan versus the little guy-ish. Right? Yeah. So, remember that uh, we are still actually watching the episode where we're playing against uh, Shutoku. Shutoku! Shutoku! It's one of those names that you can chant in a crowd really well. Um, and so, the game's barely started. Midorima, he's actually made this crazy three point shot. But of course, Kuroko counters with this laser pass across the court. And that ended the last episode, which killed me. I'm like, come on! I really wanted to see more from there. Um, more laser passes. Yes. Like the um, so, what happens is that uh, Midorima's long uh, hang time when he's shooting is going to possibly end up hurting him because as long as it takes to shoot, people are... His teammates are essentially down there waiting for the rebound just in case he misses. Even though he has 100% accuracy, you still got to be there just in case. Right, Dito? Yep, apparently. And so the problem with that is that way they can – in basketball, you call it cherry picking where the other team just runs down the court and you just throw the ball down because the defenders are still on the other side of the court trying to get the rebound. Um, so that's uh, – Kind of, it's Kuroko's way of countering Midorima's kind of three-point shooting because if he keeps doing that, the other, they're still going to be able to keep up and score. So the uh, the coach on Shutoku, he's not like the other coaches. Like from from other games we've been watching, the coach they've pretty much done nothing. They have no role really, except this coach at Shutoku. He's like uh, Mitobe. Uh, not Matobi, uh, what's his name? Takaro, Kao. He's, he's having him go guard Kuroko, and we're like, what? Why are you taking one of your better defenders to try and get Kuroko where nobody ever notices him on the court anymore? Um, turns out he has a secret ability, too. What is his secret ability, you know? Apparently he has the same ability as Kuroko. Kuroko? Yeah, we're not. Uh, oh, we're talking about the other guy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. He's the same. It's an eagle eye uh, vision. As, uh... Oh, great. We didn't write his name down. Yeah, we didn't write his The yeah. uh, dude on Saren. But... We're professionals, guys. <laughs> um, 
But so he has the eagle eye vision, so it doesn't work on Kuroko because Kuroko's whole idea of misdirection is causing the person to look in a different spot. But when you get an up down view, you, regardless of where you're looking, you see where Kuroko is. So he has the ability to actually predict where Kuroko is going to be and block the shots or, you know, put a finger in and tip the ball out. And, uh,. So, the funny thing is, it's causing Toku's players to get a little cocky. But, um, Midorima is like, uh, I still wouldn't put it past Kuroko. And he says that, this is the weirdest thing, I don't understand it really. But he says, um, Midorima hates Kuroko out of respect. I did say, you know, I did actually write his name in there, it's, uh, Takano. Oh, Takano. Oh, there we yeah. go. I really did write his name in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yes. Uh... <laughs> um, but, uh, so, that that's kind of weird where you're hating someone out of respect. But, uh, I don't know. Um, it kind of goes back to the days where Kuroko and the whole generation of Miracles were still in their middle school team. And Kuroko just flat out calls him an idiot for thinking that doing the uh, long shots is so much better than uh, doing a dunk. Um, so, but what happens is, uh, Dito, I think you you like this about uh, Mitobe. We we learn out why the captain is just so cool under pressure. And uh, Dito, you want to explain this one? Well, <laughs> apparently when he came to uh, Risa, or Rico, sorry, uh, to go through the like, how can he become a better player now? Because they got completely trashed. Um, she's just like, why don't you just always play under pressure? And he's just like, what? Yeah. So if you always play under pressure, you get used to it. And if you want, um, how about uh, every time you miss a shot in practice, you got to go and uh, break a piece off your uh, Sengoku figure collection? And he's just kind of like going, oh, you'd be just exactly like me. I'd be like. And then he does it. So, you know, Rico has like a piece of the fan from one of the generals just sitting in his hand, sitting in her hand, just going like, and the whole shows the whole story. I'm just going, oh God, that is, this, I could feel his pain. Yeah, like, I don't think I could do that. I don't have a lot of figures, but I have a lot of plushies, you know, and like tearing apart Fuku, that would like, I could never do it. We're like inseparable, you know. So I, I honestly don't think I could do it. And Fuku's kind of a slave driver, though, guys. That's why the Anime Expo videos got out quick. Um, but um, <laughs> so he learns how to play under pressure, and then but Midorima, he has another ace up his sleeve. He he's at half court and he's like, "Why aren't you guys defending me right now? You guys are underestimating me." And he just totally drains a half-court shot. Half-court! Like, you don't do that in a game. It's nuts. You know, making a normal three-pointer is pretty hard, but half-court, he, he just totally swishes it. And um, so Kagami, he, he's like, all right, so we can counter this. And he shoots a three-pointer. Kagami, of all people. Um that's 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 the one weird thing about basketball is usually you're an inside player or you're an outside player and you really can't do both. So for some odd reason Kagami tries to do both 
And we're like, what? But what he does is he totally misses a three, but he gets his own rebound and just dunks it in. And everybody's like, oh. And, of, of course, Dito loves this part, too, with the Izuki. He decides to make another pun out of it. And there's a random noise that's just showing. Ignore that. Um, <laughs> Izuki but, just is, like, the most random character self. I mean, he's, like, the most cool center pressure character self. And then all of a sudden he just out, make, outright makes it just a horrible pun. Everyone's just like, just shut up, dude. I know. Like, I wish I could make puns like him. It would be punny. <laughs> um, but then, so after that, and Midorian was like, "Oh, that doesn't matter. You're countering me with your. I'm making threes, and you're only making twos. So either way, if I keep draining these, I'll still make it." And then he does something insane. He's at the other end of the court, and he drains another three pointer. That's nuts. Like even in the NBA. Nobody would. Nobody does that in a game. Like you see all these YouTube videos of players doing it during practice and stuff, and they're you know it takes them a couple tries too. And he just drains it from the other side of the court. It's it. That's like who does that? Like he's almost in. It's crazy. And what happens is he's a three point machine. Yeah, he's just some. He's a crazy shooting machine. And uh, what happens is the the gap. You know, in the first quarter, remember that we left off last episode trying to see whoever wins this first quarter is going to control the tempo of the game. Um, and Shutoku manages to widen the cap gap to 13 to 19. And uh, this is what we don't really usually see is a break. You you see them talking at breaking between the quarters. And uh, I guess Dito has a gear to grind about the coach's voice. Yeah. At this point, stuff you've probably noticed with me itself is the Shitoku's coach is the, has the most annoying voice ever. You know, it's like the Visine guy commercial. It gets the red out, but he has this like heavy breathing to him too. He's like, "Yeah, I am a big." Yeah, it was just annoying voice, and it just got to me at that point. It's not like the cool uh, Darth Vader one. Look, I am your father. I think that'd be better, to be honest. But uh, uh, How about, like, a Jar Jar Binks? Me, sir, you shoot ball more. Yes, actually, I would probably almost... <laughs> no, I won't. I uh, know. Uh, Jar Jar must die. I'm sorry, Jar Jar horrible, must die. Horrible character ever to exist in Star Wars. And ever. George Lucas, ever. <laughs> um, but anyways, back to this. Um, Midori Rima actually asked the coach, like, Coach, can you pass me the ball more this, this time around? And he's like, what? It's like, yeah, just give me the ball this quarter. And everybody's going, really? Okay. Um, I guess so. So, and he's like, I want to break Saren's will. And so, what happens is that Midorima, he's the sole scorer in the second quarter. And it's starting to grind at Kagami. Because, like, even one point, Kagami's totally up on, in his face. And Midori Nima just runs circles around him and shoots another three. And then what happens is Kagami's just like, Urf, 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 Urf. And it, like, he totally cracks. And the second quarter, it, the, the point gap is just totally, it's like 20 points, which is insane in high school or college basketball because these aren't NBA players right here who can score like 20 points in a quarter. Um, and like Kagami, like it, it's totally crazy because you go into the locker room, 
um, Shutokus that are like all disciplined and everything. And coach is like, we need to still be aggressive. You know, you guys are kind of slacking off out there. Um, but you go into Saren's locker room. It's like dead, quiet. And, you know, Kuroko's just at the end of the bench looking at a video recording. Everybody else is quiet. And then uh, uh, Rico, she's uh, thinking thoughts, right, Dito? Yeah, and uh, if you remember last time when she tried to encourage the team itself, she made a, a pass at him, so to speak, saying that if they did a good job, that she would give him a kiss. And she was about to do the exact same thing again. And Except she's then, like, um, I couldn't. And, she's like, I can't offer the same thing, but. <gasps> and you knew exactly where her mind went at that point. This is actually how I get Nito to come do the podcast. I offer him a kiss every single time. Okay, maybe not, but I don't know. Maybe somebody out there, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> back to anime. Um, so we we also find out why uh, Midorima tapes up his fingers. Um, apparently, how his nails are is actually how he shoots. So he has to keep those in tip top shape. So he's like halftime. He's like adjusting his uh, nails. Because, you know, next up is Midori Dima's beauty shop. But, um, so the funny thing Future is, episodes. back back in the Saren locker room, Kuroko's like, well, you know, there's always a chance of us winning, you know, a meteor hitting the other team at the last second. And like, that's ridiculous. You know, well, they all could get the stomach food. That's even ridiculous. And it's like, so coming back from a 20 point deficit is more likely than that, right? And everybody's like, yeah, and, you know, that kind of actually, it's more of the glass half full, you know, it kind of helped the team cheer up a little bit and still have uh, something. So, third quarter starts, Kagami is just still, uh, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I must win, 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 and, uh. What happens, Dito? There's some inappropriate touching that happens. So at this point, uh, Kagami's like completely in uh, Monorami's face. And when he keeps on shooting the ball, so he keeps on trying to stuff him. But instead, he's noticing that he's getting higher. And he is able to just graze the ball. Yeah, so he grazes the ball enough where it affects the shot. The shot goes in, but it takes like 10 seconds of just going around the rim before it falls in. And everybody's like, I've never seen a shot go in like that. And you just see Kagami getting closer and like just grazing the ball right there. But the ball, finally, when a Kagami manages to bother the shot enough, it misses. But what happens is Shutoku's center, um, Otsubo Taisuke, he just comes in and just slams it down. And so, you know, let's not forget that Shutoku. Even though Midori Dima is kind of their main guy, these players are still top tier players out there because Midori Dima wasn't there last year. And uh, Kagami's just like getting more and more pissed. He's like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. It depends on me. I can't rely on anybody else. I have to win. Um, so Midori Dima, he's like trying to make a shot, and then Kagami totally just stuffs him. And everybody's like, oh, because. The one thing that people are starting to notice is Kagami's secret ability 
and it's a very very valuable ability is his ability to jump in basketball like each time he goes up he's jumping higher and higher and higher which you know gets him closer to that super because the way Midori Dima shoots it he has this super high arc so you have to jump pretty high to get it and uh that's uh what happens is after Kagami starts blocking he just goes into a berserker mode where every time somebody has a shot even if it's not his job to defend him he just goes up and stuffs him and then he goes back to the other side just trying to score and um at the end of the third quarter, he makes a critical mistake because instead of trying to pass the ball out and getting it down court, he tries to go down and he totally gets the ball stolen and Shutoku scores again on them. So we're in the uh, break between the third and the fourth quarter and they're all at their benches. And um, what happens is uh, Kagami's like, I have to win. It's like, this is not a team sport anymore. You have to just give it to me so I can score. That's how we're going to win is just score. And Kuroko just comes up and Falcon Punch! Right right into the face. And uh, he's, and it's like going, what? And it's like, because the, the thing is that to jump that high, you're using a lot of energy. And keep keep in mind, this is, this is the day where they're playing two games. So they played the game before, and now they're playing the Shutoku game. And uh, Kagami, he's losing his ability to jump because he's running out of energy. So Kuroko just knocks him out. It's like, what is this? What, what's your definition of winning if it's going just to be you scoring? You know, It doesn't matter if we actually win. Is that your definition of winning? And it just kind of knocks the sense into it. It's like, you got to have fun too. You got to enjoy it. The win is not worth anything unless you have fun. And so they, they're ready to go play. And and they're like, so how are we going to get through this deficit? Because it's still a double-digit deficit right now. Because Midoriya Dima, he's just, anything he touches is still going in. Um, and the other players are starting to step up, too. And, you know, Saren's starting to t- t- tire out because it's their second game. Um, and Kuroko's like, put me in. It's like, what are you going to do? You're not effective again. It's like, well, I'll just turn it up a notch. And then I'm like, and then... Yeah, right then the ending and music starts end. and I'm like just no! at, at this point even I was going like ah, give me more I'm like I, I, I got the next episode do I want to watch it right now uh, no uh, like I, I literally wrote in the show notes what because I really wanted to see more and it wouldn't yeah <sighs> and, and this show is just getting more interesting yeah. now you know it's 12 episodes in we're still going to keep on going with it. And yes, if you haven't watched uh, Kuroko's Basketball, pick it up. Yeah, Watch this. Even Follow us on it. Even if you don't, enjoy yeah. it. If you don't like basketball, still watch it. It's just the writing and the character development is just really, really good. And if you're wondering, yes, this will be in the summer season because they're still pumping them out. And you know, <laughs> and I still love watching them. So we're going to keep going. Um, unfortunately, though, our next anime that we're going to pull out is uh, ending with these last two episodes. We have always been
And our next anime is Jurgamand and is brought to you by... Cash only. No credits. No barter. So, last episode, we learned how to toss a Jonah, how to smuggle in some doctors, useful skill, and how to fit a 122mm cannon in the back of a plane. Skill. (laughs) Skill. (laughs) So, um, you know, you're... We, we, we know these are the last two episodes of Jogerman for now. And, you know, let's just start out with a small mission, right, Dito? Yeah, what we're going to do is try to, you know, sell some some high-grade weapon to just local mafia people, you know. Coco's just kind of like, you know, I really don't want to make pocket change out of these guys, but, you know, guess what, guys? We got a we got missile mission coming up. hoo Yeah, missiles. Who doesn't love missiles, right? Um, Silence. But... Yeah, but- at this point, itself, when Okoko's trying to explain the what's supposed to happen, you know, guarding the cargo, etc., you know, the, their standard procedure, Malment is past days as a militant and all that fun junk. But because of that, too, she kind of goes, you know, wants to go and uh, pretty much get her revenge, you know, because she found the lead she's been looking for about when she lost her eye. Yeah, so um, for the audio listeners, it might have pause a second i don't know why it's doing that but it did um so valment she kind of it, it's weird because you see her coco's sleeping of course because that's what coco does um yes. so she kind of just salutes her and walks out and uh what happens is you see uh valment just get off a bus somewhere in the middle of nowhere and she's like Bye, guys. And walks away, and then next thing you hear is like, So, where are we going? <laughs> and yeah, Johan's just just chilling there, just like, with that like, weird smile of his. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they, uh, and she's like, Why are you coming? Like, oh, because, you know, Coco's helped me a lot, and I'm here to help Coco and help you, and we're like, what? And, and she's just like, well, you're already here. And at this point, so if we get introduced to three new characters, um, Boss Dominique, ah. Lathane, or Lathane, Lillian, sorry, Lillian. Ah, I completely slaughtered that one again. And it's an English name, too. And Good job, Dito. And Giro. And Giro. I think it's Giro, right? Uh, yes. And Giro. It's like, I want, I, I want a Greedo. When I first wrote that, I want a Greedo. Not Greedo. But Greedo did not shoot first. No, he didn't. And they are kind of like the hitmen's for hire, you know? It's uh, mercenaries, if you will. And apparently there's a mission that may involve Coco's team. Ooh. So, uh, the, the funny thing is, the thing I love about these guys is, like, um, Dominique, every place he goes, like, man, this is a pits. It, like, you get this impression that he's been in this business for so long, and he's like, uh, man, I, it, you can tell he's getting sick of it. And you, you find out that the reason they're doing this last mission is he, he wants to go and open up a uh, restaurant somewhere. So, you know, to open up a restaurant, you need some cash. And so they decide that they're going to go and try and get Coco, which is not... Is she not is a, Loco. Oh, no. I said, oh, no. Um, 
But the funny thing is they're looking through the file and everything and like, man, she's got an impressive crew, you know. You you name all these government organizations and the the uh what's her name? Uh, Lillian. She kind of just goes, "Ah, this guy's in the mo- this guy was a mob member." And um, Dominique's like, "Well, we can't take all of them at once. So, maybe if we uh split them up. Let's go get Hugo first since he's just a mob member." Um um and the uh oh and this is just random is after uh jonah he explains why he's going with val man he's like all right let's go take a shower and i'm like yeah it's like i don't know where she's just kind of like oh let's, we've had a long day let's go take a shower yeah. and they just kind of go walking off i'm like wait what <laughs> I, i'm just going this is just setting it up for a fanfic somewhere that somebody's gonna do <laughs> um and so, uh, so we now know Yugo's the uh, target, and we also find Karen. You all remember Karen? Yes, uh, she makes her appearance once again to the Xiaojin, uh, as the, she was used to. Wow, she was the used to. I can talk. Was the used to? She, was the used to? Was the used to? Would you? Did you? Yes, we're from the south. I think. Anyways, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Uh, the Xiaojin uh, bodyguard, you know, the Mr. Chang, was not letting her back, apparently, because she failed twice against Coco's uh, team. And now she's just kind of like saying, no, let me back in. Uh, I will do my best to get you back in on your good side and everything. And then she, he's just like, nope, get away. And after they explain a bit about how she's been replaced and everything by these other people, like her, actually her own team, you know, one of her uh, uh, subordinates is now actually a rank, is her a rank higher than her, and she's just like, I'll be coming back tomorrow, and just like, and that was the whole scene. It's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> okay, um, and then this is funny. This is Dito's favorite character. So Coco decides to go talk to Dito's favorite character, Chocolade, um, and she kind of. <laughs> Gives the four on one one and uh, where Valment's going and what she's and it turns out it's Mister Chang was the one that killed her UN squad, um, and she's going after him at the uh, oil refinery. So all these lines are starting to connect to everybody. I'm like, uh, uh. yes, but before that, we have to deal with the mafia's uh, weapon transfer. So. Coco meets up with our mafia guys, you know, they're doing their standard stuff, you know, all, all we- good, great weapons, you know, here's a, here's what we agreed on, and, you know, they take, they basically try to take the keys, you know, so they get their weapons, but they, they, they pay they, her. They hand her a suitcase, and she opens it, and, you know, you expect cash in it, but what do you find, Dito? Apparently, heroin or cocaine, you know, some kind, is one of the drugs, and, you know, it's just... They're just like, oh, this is the finest quality stuff, you know, and you're getting paid way more than we really originally agreed on. And then she, Coco's just kind of like has that, are you serious look and like grabs one of the bags, opens it up and just pours it out. You just watch it go out there and she just quick draws a gun, shoots the boss right in the head. And yeah, so everybody just takes out 10 of the guys in like 10 seconds. Yeah, and they just they pull their pistols and just like you know, and I start losing my earphones. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dito. That's a professional right there. 
Oh, yeah, that was great. That was professional grade quality there. Let's try to fix that. Yeah. Um, and then this is, this is, I thought this was funny, though, because you see Coco's crew, like, burying the bodies and everything. And after they're done, they're just standing there. And it totally reminds me of a scene from Band of Brothers in the intro where you just see all the soldiers standing and you see kind of their silhouettes there. And I'm like, so what happens is. Everything's slowed up. Um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have experienced some technical difficulties. Uh, we have literally frozen. <laughs> yeah, we're frozen. There we go. The audio recording is just being messy. It stopped again. So hopefully the video is going. Um, again, the audio guys, I apologize. I don't know what's going on. It's probably the heat. It's really hot in my studio right now. Um, one of the perks of living in Utah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. So, uh, while, as we were saying, it was kind of a Band of Brothers type scene. Like, did you notice that too, Dito? After yes, the, I did. With the, with the shovels and everything. Um, and But they were being spied on by Dominique. And he's like, hmm. As expected, they took down those guys really quick. Um, so as uh, Coco's back at their safe house or their hotel in the middle of the night... Uh, Dominique decides that's a time to go in, right? And, of course, our favorite guy, Lutz, is uh, on guard patrol. And what happens, Dito? So, we have uh, Lillian come in to kind of be like the, the front man, you know, the point, if you will. Tries to make a distraction to get everyone else on guard and trying to just run around start shooting people or just start shooting in general. And she has a bayonet on her shotgun, okay? And that is really weird to a lot of people because bayonets are not used very much anymore. So Especially she's, a, shot, she's a very agile girl and does like a, a flip over Lutz, pokes him in the, in the butt. Doink! Again with the, like, his butt is an inside joke. Zing. Sorry. <laughs> and I see what you like, did there. <laughs> and she just kind of like like runs off like it just hops backwards and everything while firing and he's just like what again <laughs> um yeah and then this is this is the funny thing is you can't you can tell these guys aren't really professional hitmen because uh so um lillian's supposed to be the decoy while uh grieg he goes in and uh takes out uh yugo but um what happens is Yugo, he goes in, and uh, Liam, he's in the room with Yugo, and they're kind of struggling and everything, and uh, Liam manages to get him from behind while uh, Le- while uh, Grieg's trying to cut off Yugo's... Uh, yes, we must mention this, too, for, yeah. the one, for our audio podcasters, because uh, they don't know about this, but uh, Grigo has, like, wire clamps, like yeah, chain-link chain link fence clamps or yeah. chain-link fence snippers, and that's what he uses as his main killing weapon. Yeah, and and the funny thing is they were only supposed to be in there for two minutes. So Lillian, she's at the door out front after, and uh, actually the, the funny thing is that Hugo, we actually finally see him fight, and he totally just takes uh, Grieg through a wall. <laughs> yeah, so uh, also we find out a little bit about Hugo's past and everything, like how he got into Coco's team. Um the exact same thing happened. Mafia tried to pay with drugs. Yeah. The whole I, team was taken out. Yeah. But Yugo 
was spared because yeah. when the case was open, he had that, oh, God, look, you know, it's like saying this wasn't a good idea. And Coco noticed and spared him. Yeah. And but did, did you notice that scene was very similar to uh, episode one where Jonah and her were talking to the guy and um, he was, like, going to shoot him and then totally get snipered? Like, oh, the yeah. room was almost exactly the same. Uh, almost. It was the same hotel. I, man. I don't want to go to that hotel. <laughs> so instead, instead, because he felt like, you know, why did you spare me? It's like, am I just going to be it's like your plaything and everything? And first thing, Coco's like, I need a driver. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So you figure he's just the driver and everything. But no, he just takes down Grieg and pushes him right through a wall and just starts wailing on his face. Yeah. And, and, and Liam's like, oh, uh, We'll take care of him. You just get Coco out of here. And the funny yeah. thing is Coco hears at the door is a Lily. And she's like, Greg, you done yet? It's been over two minutes now. And Coco just gets... This whole scene is really funny. It's like probably the funniest scene in the entire series. She gets her, I have an idea thing. <laughs> and, yeah. and so so it cuts down to Lillian still going, Greg, Greg. She's right behind the door. And all of a sudden, door flies open. And uh, Lillian just gets knocked out with it, too. And Coco just comes out. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> like Coco knows she's there, like opens the door, pushes her over. She gets up, going to like go back into the room and everything and take out whoever hit her. At the same time, too, she just slams the door and she just whack. If you really want to see what actually happens, if you haven't watched this, too, check out our Facebook. Oh. I, I, did a, I did a little uh, comic on that. Oh, yeah, it's great. And all, everybody's just looking at yeah, it was great but she had the whole like look on her face is just priceless yeah. and then like there's a pretty sweet car chase scene after that because you can see why Hugo was the uh, driver he like totally was driving um, which resulted in him driving backwards and with the uh, gun in his hand uh, you you have to literally go see the scene it's pretty awesome yes. desert eagle of all things uh, and he's just yeah yeah like that's something yeah. So and then after that it actually uh so the um Dominique he told he he you know, it looks like he's totally screwed over because two of his the two guys he's working with get caught and he's stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And then all of a sudden Coco drives back, throws him a phone, and is like, You can talk to with your people here and I'm like, What's going on? And she's like, I'll let you guys go if you tell me uh who sent you guys? And then it, after that, it cuts to uh, Valmet and Jonah kind of eating dinner, except Jonah totally got a roofie. Yes, he really did. And it was one of those, like, I saw it and like, oh, boy. I'm like, I guarantee you out there somewhere on the Internet now, somebody has written a doujinji or some kind of fanfic or slash fic about what happened behind the scenes with Coke, with uh, Valment and uh, Jonah. Like, all the pieces are there. Roofies, showers, them alone separated in the middle of nowhere. It's just all there. It's there. It's, it's just bound to happen. You know? yeah, um, and if you, if you ever find this, let us know. Because Dito Kate. wants to read it really bad. Uh, Kita at ktdata.net. <laughs> and give it to KT first, because I'm pretty sure he... Wants to know more than I do. Uh, man. Seriously. 
Just just state the facts. No, just state no, the facts, man. Sorry. Just, again, the audio recording stopped. Ah. Uh, sorry, audio guys. You guys are getting like the short end stick this time around. Um, if the video works out, I might just end up doing that. But sorry. Apologies. Apologies. Please forgive me. Um, so, you know, we go back. Valmint, she's off to the oil rig where Mr. Chang is. And uh, so she's storming in by herself, might I add, not with anybody else. Um, which probably is not the brightest idea she's had in a while. <laughs> and uh, so she's taking them all out with, with, her, uh, with her actual knife, too. She's not using any guns. Taking that, And she kind of goes into this diatribe about how this is uh, replicating the style of Mr. Chang and how he t- took out her team. And, and uh, the, the problem is now is that you see a Mr. Chang, he's just like on a cane hobbling around and everything. Apparently, the as soon as he lost the ability to use his, his age just caught up with him. So, like... He's supposed to be like, I guess he's supposed to be in his sixties or seventies, and he's supposed to be pretty friggin' old. But up until when he went through the African uh, annihilation, so to speak, and took out Balmain's uh, team and everything, just around that same time period, he just lost the ability to walk, and they really never gave much detail on, on what happened. And it's just saying, oh, he just lost the ability to walk, and he got old. Yeah, and uh, so what? Ha- what, ha- what you know? What happens is that uh, the guy who replaced. Uh, um, Karen, he's just sitting outside the oil rig with a sniper rifle, and he's like, "Just draw her out, and I'll get her." Um, but what what happens is that uh, he tries to get her, and it grazes her shoulder. And he's like, "How did I miss this close?" And then he notices blood coming from his head, and it looks like Jonah just totally pop, popped one in his head, and just takes two more shots and kills him right there. And actually, uh, what I think it is he grazed his head for the miss, and then uh, finished him off with two in the back. Yeah, and uh, and then Jonah just yells out, um, "Valmint, go get your guy! I got your back!" And he just takes the uh, sniper rifle and is like covering her, and we're like, "Okay." And they're waiting for her. Yeah. Um, geez, the audio recording today is not the day, guys. Um, and uh, so he's just like. Um, uh, so what happens is that they kind of have this final showdown and you don't really see what happens but the day after you see Karen just waking up and going to the base ready to talk to Mr. Chang and everybody's like oh it's horrible it's horrible and they go into the desk in, or the office where Mr. Chang is and you just see him like sitting up but like slumped over dead and you just see Val Mint, one of Val Mint's knives just right in the middle of it and Karen just goes ballistic um, of course, Jonah and Valmet, they're kind of walking back into town. They're like, let's go back to Coco. And she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the, uh, um, Karen and but first, her. But first, we must also mention, too, that the roofie that Valmet gave to Jonan is actually supposed to be a tranquilizer that was a knockout of horse who's yeah. only out for 20 minutes. And he, it's finally catching in. So he's really, really tired. Yeah. He's starting to, like, pass out and then uh so karen comes out in the gun and just totally starts shooting at him and it totally misses jonah barely you, you actually see the pothole in the uh 
in the wall right next to him. And, Tree. And then uh, what happens is that uh, Valmant just uses herself herself as a human shield to block Jonah, and uh, pretty much Karen empties her clip at them. Um, and it looks like they told Karen that uh, Valmant's totally dead. And then all of a sudden you hear two more gunshots, and it's Jonah, uh, like just totally two in two in the stomach on uh, Karen. She falls over too. Really looked like in the chest. It looked like she took two to the chest. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> um, it, I honestly thought that was how they're going to end the <laughs> the uh, anime. But, yeah, but instead, they cut to the hospital where Valmont is alive, and apparently she only took two shots, a two, uh, 45, sorry, 45 millimeter shots, one to the back and one to the hip. And also, Karen survived too somehow. Um, Jonan, uh, I guess, applied first aid. According so to Coco, uh, he applied first aid, and if it wasn't for that, they both would have been dead. And the crazy part is, is uh, Karen was in the bed next to Valmont. yeah. Except she mysteriously escaped within the night. Yeah. Somehow she didn't finish her off. But she did survive. And here comes the funny part, too. After the whole Coco saying that, yep, you know, the only things I'm really mad about is the fact that I had to waste all this money to cover up everything, get you out of there, cover up Jonahan and all the fun stuff. But after they leave... The doctor, they, they, when the nurses start screaming and everything, and goes to call the doctor, what's going on? Our patient, she's working out. She's like doing sit ups and everything. I'm yeah. just like going, wait, what? Uh, it, yeah, it's it's funny. And then, um, if you guys want to see it, so of course, Jurgen, there's a lot of open ended, but they're not ending the series. They're going to actually pl- start a uh, another season to say in in the fall, I think, or probably next Maybe. year. It's the fall or next year, but um, we're not going to tell you, but watch after the credits. It's really yes. good to watch after the credits and kind of set stuff up, so we'll leave that to mystery and intrigue, right? Yes, it encourages you to watch it with us and watch the German because yeah. it is a really good show. It's actually a pretty good show, and I think, wait for our uh, CES uh, interview or not our CS, our uh, Anime Expo interview from Day 3 from Funimation, and you might hear some good news. Indeed. Um, but now is the fun part of this, of it because we don't actually have a third uh, animated play. So it's our summer previews. Yes. And so, you know, let's just jump into them. We got six possible animes that we could be doing for our summer season. Could be other ones. So if you guys have suggestions, like I said, kita at ktdata.net. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll put them into consideration. So, Or if anything, too, leave it on our Facebook, too, facebook.com slash panda bear production. Now we'll see, just throw it there. So we'll, one of us will see it and we'll go with it, too. Yep. Any suggestions are great, you know? Yeah. And so let's just jump into possibility on what we might cover next season. And so our first anime is Koi to Senko to Chocolate. I can't even say chocolate normal anymore because you need 
You realize that, right? Yes, I know. And every time you say it, I laugh. Every time now. I cannot say chocolate. Like, I have to go, chocolate. You just did. You just did. I Yeah, I have to consciously think about it, because when I say it to normal people, I just go, chocolate. And they give me the weirdest looks. I blame you for this, you know. All your fault. Yes. yes. But anyways. One person at a time. Let's talk about the anime. So, the Food Research Club, they're in trouble. How can we keep this club from shutting down? Well, why don't you just become student council president? This anime follows the adventures of uh, Yuki Okima and how he tries to win the race for student council president and save the Food Research Club. Um, so, as you guys can tell, it's, it's a high school anime right there. And uh, according to the description, I haven't been able to I haven't been able to see the first episode yet. It's a uh, romance drama slash anime right there so that looks really interesting to me um yeah it's has that like potential of being a really interesting comedy that's the much as much as i grasped from it because yeah. i actually did watch the first episode and <laughs> yeah it's a i think it's gonna be a harem too it feels like it's gonna be very haremish ah you know how i love my harems um so that's an interesting one though we'll find out and I'll let Dito introduce this next one as soon as I do this. And now we have... Go ahead. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do this one. Our next anime is going to be Kokoro, Kokoro, sorry, Kokoro Connect. Um, imagine a world where you would swap bodies with people. And how, how about having a spread... Wow, that's a weird way you word that. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how to really connect with this one now, but I just totally swapped All right. it, but... Now have about having that spread like of a plague during the Dark Ages. I wrote yeah. that. So this anime is pretty much like a Freaky Friday about switching bodies and crap not in a high school environment. I mean, nothing I could go wrong with this, right? Right? Nothing could go wrong. No, nothing can go wrong when you you and. I don't know to say they're maybe best friends or whatnot. Ghost frozen. Nope, you're not frozen. Um, um, what's interesting is I wonder, Dito, what would happen if uh, you and I swapped bodies? Then we would have issues. <laughs> More so than we do now. That'd be interesting. Um, so that is Kokoro's Connect and barring more technical difficulties <laughs> the show uh, is actually a lot more interesting than make it sound trust yes me. um here's our next one all right so before i actually even tell you what this anime is do you just kind of get an idea that this is a harem intro and you just see all the girls bouncing along just running around doing some kind of dance right now 
You know, and then the guy's just like, ah! And then now, like, it's each individual girl doing whatever they're well known for. I, that's what I thought when I saw it. But our next anime is actually uh, called Nakaimo, My Sister is Among Them, or Kono Naka ni Hitori, Imono ga Imoto ga Iru. I hate you, Dito. Um, Decided to make me read that. Um, So it is about Soigo Mikadono, and he has a problem. His dad's making him get married while he's still in high school. Add to that problem, he also has his long lost sister, and she has plans to getting him to marry her. And they've never met before, so he has no idea how which girl in this large group of girls is his sister. And we gotta find out if uh, he ever find if. Soigo figures out who his sister is and if he can find the girl of his dreams. The only clue he has is during a funeral she was outside speaking through him outside a window. That's all he knows. Yeah, you know, uh, is there much more to say about this other than the title name? My sister is one of them. Yeah, you really don't need to think about it. It's like, yeah, it's a harem. (laughs) All right, let's jump to our next one. If I can push this, the thing and the thing and this one. Gurno Kusanagi comes to drop off. A... Oh wow, I've been issues already. It's okay, the recording. Okay, stop. So keep going. Okay, so Gurno Kusanagi comes to drop off a tablet to his grandfather, where a strange girl named uh, Erica Bandelli. Tries to take it away from him and instead encounters a heretic god and apparently in 48 hours becomes the seventh king of the world? What is going on here? What? Yeah, so the show is. looks so. yeah, it's like strange as it sounds. Looks interesting. Like. You have this uh, tablet that is supposed to be the champagne, which is a thief. The they, they take up weapons. So whatever they whatever they happen to be well known. So I did actually catch the first episode of this, and it's one of those that I would recommend at least to give a try for because it has to do deal with a lot of fantasy, magic basing stuff. Um, huge monsters, like a just huge boar, and just any magical girls, Dito. You know I love my magical girls. You know, actually, it kind of does have magical girls because they do costume change. Ooh. So there is potential underlying tone magical girls if anyone happens to be into that too. This is you really want to check out as well. Ooh, fancy. I'm excited. All right. And so we, we're kind of down to our final two. And uh, so here's our next one right here. <laughs> Alright, so I gotta do a special voice for this. So, okay, here we go. It's the battle of a lifetime! In one corner, Ichigo! With her traits of super lucky girl! With talent and beauty! In the other corner, her opponents! Momiji, the god of poverty! Watch these two combine into one! And see what kind of crazy world. 
All right, so this anime is Binobogami uh, Ga, which um, so the idea is that Binobogami. Yeah, Binobogami. I can pronounce, I think. Um, but what happens is it's kind of the Hikaru, go no, Hikaru no Go style, where the the um, god uh, Mimo, Momoji um, kind of Momiji, Momiji, that's what it is. Momiji, Momiji. combines with uh, Ichiko, and they're kind of sharing the same body and going with each other. So nothing can go wrong, right? When you follow what it is, it's that the super lucky girl is um, supposed to now drain the the fortune of others where Momoji comes to try to counteract that because the world base has to have this like nice balanced symmetry between like uh, lucky and poverty and she's kind of like that abnormal person that's able to do it so if they don't actually combine in at all really yeah, she's uh, she's supposed to like balance out that um, that imbalance because of how she's able to. She's just so has all the fortune, all the good luck, and everything. Everything gets shined upon her. So yeah, emoji comes down to try to take away take away a lot of that luck and everything to distribute out to other people, so that it's um, sharing is yeah, caring. It, Exactly, actually. That's probably the uh, best way to describe this. Sharing is caring. This, sound, this sounds like a fun anime to watch. Um, it's really funny. This next like, one, yeah. Uh, so it could be a possibility. If you want us to do it, let us know. Yes, um, let us know. And so last but not least, here is our our final anime that we're featuring in this episode of the Utah Anime Podcast. And I pray I don't get more technical difficulties. <laughs> and our next anime is Sword Art Online. And Tito, take this one away. Love anime. Love them MMORPGs. Then this anime is for you. Let us follow the adventures of one of the greatest jaded swordsmen, Kirina, or Kiriko, sorry. Nothing can go wrong, right? So, when I first heard about this anime, I was thinking along like the Tales series, you know, because you know, I'm a really big Tales fan. And yeah. then combine that with, like, Dot Hack. Ooh. Yeah. So, the story goes around about um, ten, this new MMORPG comes out where there's only 10,000 copies ever released to play. Um, it's a VR game, the first ever virtual reality game. And you get a whole helmet to put on, too, and you just basically lay down and play the game. But suddenly, there is a, a glitch in the system to where everything actually in the game right then and there is locked into the game. Oh! Yes, and now it actually becomes a fight of survival. Unlike in Dot Hack, whenever someone was to encounter um, a virus creature, they would just go into a coma. If they were to die in the game, they die in real life. That's super interesting. Um, now it makes me worried to play MMOs. Yeah, so any VR-related ones. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I always like watched Johnny Quest, and I loved how he plugged into the world. This anime is making me reconsider. <laughs> what? 
You never plugged into the yeah, you world. Did the real adventure of Johnny Quest. You you always logged in the Quest world. I think we're thinking of two different shows because the Johnny Quest I know is just a random shenanigans with his father and his. Uh, You're thinking of the older one. I'm talking about the newer one that they did. Oh, okay. I never watched the newer ones. I'm an old man. Geezer! Actually, <laughs> I'm becoming a geezer too because tomorrow's my birthday. So, you kids get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Mine was just before AX. So, there we go. <laughs> so, that's all the animes. Again, give us some feedback. Kita at ktdata.net. Tell us what you want to watch. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a consideration if you want us to cover uh, Pokemon, whatever it is now. <laughs> yeah, any of them. Um, there's a few other ones coming out too. It's just let us know too. I think there was one about the Gami or something like that. It's just about like old school. Did we just lose KT? Nope, I'm still here. Oh, okay, it's just, I, I see you talking, but nothing's going on. So, Tito's seeing things, guys. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing KT just like doing old kung fu movie style stuff, where his mouth's doing this, but then words come out like ten seconds later. I think Tito's getting senile on us. Um, um, of course, and so our Facebook page. I know the URL doesn't make sense that it's facebook.com/slash Panda Bear Production. So we actually have a, uh, a a poll on our Facebook page. So go over there, vote for what URL you want it to be. Um, those will be in the show notes below this video right there. So help us pick a new one because make something more sense other than Panda Bear Productions. And uh, hopefully in two weeks it's going to be cooler and this recording is going to work a lot better. I, I apologize, audio listeners. Um, I honestly might just pull it from the video unless the video is all screwed up. And then if that happens, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll piece it together. Um, <laughs> we will. Yeah. We have the technology to make it better. Let's, let's see. What's what's two, Tuesdays from now? Do you know? Uh, I can't tell because my the, ball's in the way. The 31st. 731st. 731, I think. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. 31st. 7th. So. If we get all our shenanigans together, we should be able to start on time instead of yeah. over now. It's at 12.30 Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, and you'll find out which animes we pick. You know, Kuroko's going to be there, but there's still two open slots. It could be yes. anything. Anything, yeah. and there's a clock on my face. Yes. Um, so, um, again, check out ktdata.net for AX reviews. Audio, seriously. Um more or figures not. coming in soon, Dito? You probably do. Um, yeah, I do have some at the end of the month. Um, I'm still trying to put out some other ones, too. Um, I do have two art books I want to review. Um, one is the Hyperneb... No. I always, uh, I always stutter on that one. Hyperneptunia. Uh, no, whenever I get onto it, it's Hyperdimension Neptunia. I just happen to just stutter on and lose my tongue on. But, yeah, the Hyperneb... See, there it goes again. Hyperdimension Neptunia yeah. art book for Mark 1, or sorry, for the first one and Mark 2. Not to mention, I also have the storyboard work to uh, the A or the OEV to Black Rock Shooter. So hopefully I can get those ones out sooner or later. And I think that's all I got, too. Um, do check out the, the YouTube page for all our videos, too. You'll see that we have some interesting videos if you haven't checked us out on the website of our two. Because. Dance. 
Yes, yes, KT, tell them about the about uh, Pez. Uh, yes, and I never thought the day we'd ever interview Studio 4C, you know, just the legendary Studio 4C and that little car company called Toyota, and not Toyota USA, <laughs> this is Toyota Japan. Um, it's freaking awesome. Uh, but yeah, check it out on uh, ktdata.net. Um, other than that, Dito, do you got anything else before I we end this and Pray all the technical difficulties end. Uh, nothing really besides that. You know, we got some NIS announcements too because now we are now officially a part of NIS's press. Yes, press releases right here, guys. You know, ktdata.net. Um, that uh, we have Hyperdimension Neptune Mark II coming out on the PSN August seventh for us in the U.S. August eighth for everyone in the in Europe. Fancy. I'm yes, excited. check it out on the web. We'll have that up here soon. Um, well, actually, it'll probably be up by the time this video is up. So. Yeah. All right, guys. So we will see you in two weeks and pray that the technical gods will be with us next episode. See ya. And stop, fairy dust. Shit. That's <laughs> the essence of it. <sighs> I mean, come on. If, if I was a character in Koriwa, I'd totally be the drunken fairy. So, in other words, you become a lowly, a, lowly, a gothic lowly when getting drunk. Yeah, you like it. Uh... That was the lore that brought you to this venture, right? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is me, Dito, signing off. Have a good day. Good night, America. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do this. Kita Anime Podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is our opening hattery? We don't got one. Yes, we do. Where? Right there. I wrote it. Where? I wrote it. Don't worry. Don't worry, Dito. Oh, God. I am worried. Be calm. Carry on. I'm the one who reads it anyways. Okay, and I just need to refresh it.